Welcome to the third episode of the Broken Filter Podcast. My name is Alan Favela, and as my third guest, I've got the graduate assistant for the Oregon State men's basketball team, uh, Seth Yates. Seth Yates was the graduate assistant during the Elite Eight run for the Oregon State Beavers two years ago, and I have him here today. Seth, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about him, about yourself. Yeah, so uh, this was my second year here with Coach Tinkle on the staff. Uh, I've absolutely loved it. I felt like I've learned a lot. Uh, it's given me a lot of responsibility, and I feel like it's really kind of helped me grow and come into my own uh, as a coach. Cool, man. Where are you from? From College Station, Texas. Uh, it's, you know, about an hour and a half away from Houston. Uh, it's a quiet little college town. It's really weird. We always say it's uh, two cities in the same place because, you know, when there's the students there, it's packed. It takes forever to get anywhere. And then you know, when they're gone, it's a ghost town in the summer. Which mm-hmm. is... is it similar to Corvallis? Uh, Kind of probably a bit bigger mm-hmm. and then uh with the university i think that's also bigger than than oregon state oh, so. texas a&m is huge right yeah all right and you graduated from texas a&m with a degree in what uh sport management mm-hmm. and did that influence your decision to go into coaching um i when, wouldn't say so i think when did you decide to go into coaching so that happened my sophomore year uh right after i graduated started to major in accounting because uh, I like numbers, and then mm. less than a year, I missed the game too much, and so I tried to talk to my advisor and see what I needed to do, and they recommended sport management. That's awesome, dude. So were you already working with the team with A&M by then? Uh, kind of. I was working with them, uh, just working summer camp um, every year, trying to just be around the team as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from that, I built relationships with people, and I got other coaching positions. Uh, I was an assistant varsity coach for one of the private schools in the area. High school or? Yeah, it was a, it was oh, a high sick. school. I didn't know that. Former manager uh, who was there was the head coach, and that's how I kind of met oh, him. And then I joined uh, A&M my senior year. So that was like your first actual coaching experience, huh? Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I think I'm, I might, I would consider like doing that throughout my college career. You're just maybe right out of college getting a a job at a high school something like that would be fun yeah it's a lot of fun because you know like you know you know a lot more than they do mm-hmm. uh, just because you know you've been around the game yeah at such a high level and so it's really you know it's really kind of eye-opening that the the experience that you have and just kind of teaches you how to coach and how to talk to these people these yeah kids you know and what did you do at A&M were you a manager like me yes yes I was the I was the video manager I was up on the balcony every single day no, no being on the court during the games or what? Um, Barely? I, watched, I probably watched four shots my senior year, and one of them was because I left the computer where it was to go watch us beat Auburn at Auburn, which was their, oh, first, yeah. their first home loss of the year. Um, who was the coach when you were or when you first got to Texas A&M? Who was the coach? Uh, that was Billy Kennedy. Uh, where's, he, where's he at now? Uh, he's at Wichita State, I believe. He's a good coach? Great coach, great guy. Uh, love BK. You know, he was one of those guys that I wasn't officially with the team yet, but I was just around every summer, and he knew my name, knew me, would always come up to me, so mm-hmm. he, you know, ask me how my family's doing, say he's you know happy to see me. He was a great, great guy. Love cool, BK. Man. And uh, when you left, it was Buzz Williams, right? Yes. Did you get to know him pretty well? Yeah, I got to know Coach Williams pretty well. Uh, he's a very, very energetic guy. <laughs> I think he's probably up there with the most energetic coaches in D1 basketball. Definitely. Coach Tinkle's pretty pretty passionate, pretty energetic, too. Coach right? Tinkle gets fired up. Yeah. 
do you get inspired by some of Coach Stinkle's speeches? I do. You know, he he starts talking. I'm just you know locked in, really, like kind of hanging on the words because he he's incredibly motivational. Uh, and he just hits home. Like I'm I'm ready to go out there and play. Yeah, sometimes. no, same here. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, dang, I'm <laughs> I'm in a quarter zip. I'm not playing today. <laughs> um, Coach Stinkle's religious too, and you are you are right. Mm-hmm. Duh, I know pregame. Um, Coach Stinkle likes to give some kind of pep pop. T- I don't know much about. Um, you know his religion but he likes to give pep talks to the players and pray before the game does that uh is that something that you really enjoy and like about him yeah i, I do uh i kind of do the same thing myself uh, uh like on your the, own yeah before the game uh just i don't know it's kind of routine that i always did in high school mm-hmm. i just kind of kept it so yeah cool man um buzz williams you said that he told you one day, or he told you that writing letters to people was more uh, meaningful and had a different, I guess, like, it was different than just write, typing an email and sending it over. Why are you so keen on writing letters instead of writing emails, especially when you're trying to reach out to someone for some kind of opportunity? Why Why is that something you kind of feel so passionate about? Because I've heard you talk about it so many times. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was just that was kind of what was uh, what was taught to me. Uh, Coach Williams was really big on the uh, the importance of relationships in this business, and mm-hmm. you know, just in general, you know, just building relationships with people and establishing that. Uh, it was one thing that he would always tell the guys was you know the importance of writing a letter. It means so much more than an email, right? Because you can just type up an email, but to actually to write a letter and take the time to handwrite it, make it look nice, send make it, it out, out, yeah. And there's just like a there's like a happiness, like a certain feeling, like when you see a letter with your name on it right yeah like a card so that was something that he preached something that he you know would always talk about had the guys uh guys on it too and then there was other people on the staff that i would always talk to would always kind of tell me you know make sure you're writing letters make sure you're you're building those connections and that's ultimately how i got to oregon state that's cool man you wrote a letter to coach tinkle i did i met him off the bus uh when they came down in december which i've watched that game over i have no idea how how uh how oh, A&M won that game. A&M won that game. We did. But we lost to them this year. The Beavs lost. Yeah. Yes, Beavs lost this year. How, how come it was crazy that A&M won that game? Did the Beavers play good? Was, it was – yeah, I mean, A- Oregon State played really well. Trace was hot. Trace was hitting shots. And then we we just kind of kept working the lead, kept working the lead, and then all of a sudden, you know, you look up and, oh, we're up by four. And then it just kind of <laughs> kept growing, kept growing. And I think Josh Nebo had like seven or eight blocks that game. That Jesus. also had a big – big part of it it was Man. crazy crazy game um speaking of buzz williams real quick did you read did you see his little post-conference thing that he had uh during the march madness tournament after AM uh did not make the march madness tournament i did what did you think about him pretty much giving the the committee tons of shit for not selecting AM to go to the march madness tournament uh, i think that i think that was uh that was pretty bold and it was, you, it was a nine-minute-long speech. I think it's a different different part of Coach Williams that people got to see because he's, he's incredibly passionate, and he cares a lot about his players. So what, mm-hmm. To me, when I watched that, like I, I didn't hear uh, you know, him ragging on them. I heard you know, him from his heart speaking about how he felt, how he was truly hurting for his guys. You know, Some of those seniors have been working hard for this and yeah. that put them in a great position. Which is fair, yeah. Uh, to have it you know, taken away from them like that. And I thought that was awesome for you know other people to get to see that. Because that's not a side of him that you get to see like, from the public. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a side some... you get to see from a lot of coaches. Right. He's one of the few people that 
would honestly have the balls to go do that and stand up for his players like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched half about of half of that press conference, but yeah, I could totally tell that he totally cares for his players and mm-hmm. took into consideration um, all their hard work and especially yeah. that run that they had at the end of the year in the regular yeah. season. Exactly. And then they they kind of like took that motivation to him to the NIT. Mm-hmm, they did. And they lost to Xavier in the final. They did. They had a they had a good look too. Had a good look to I think it was to tie it. Uh-huh. Uh just missed it. Yeah. No, I I like their run that they had at the end of the year. Um tell me a little bit more about your personal success and like your goals, your goals. Um what do you what do you want to be? Where do you want to be in I don't know 5 to 10 years? What's your you know, don't doesn't have to be specific, you know. Just tell me whatever your you think about on a daily basis like where do, where do you want to be where do you want to be well i guess my ultimate goals are you know i want to i want to coach college basketball uh, and i want to you know just in the game of basketball i want to get to the highest level that i possibly can and so i guess like on a daily basis i'm trying to you know evaluate what what do i need to do today to help me further myself on that goal mm-hmm. uh, like, i don't want to waste a day and you know not make any progress toward that uh, and that's kind of another thing like Coach Williams was always talking about taking steps towards your goal and you know yeah. the importance of each day, uh, and so that's just another thing that I tried to t- take with me. Um, what about uh, coaching in the NBA or playing and having a job in, for an NBA organization? Has that ever crossed your mind? That has. Uh, I feel like that would be that would be a really cool opportunity. That would be something I'd you know I'd love to do maybe eventually down the road, but I think for me right now, you know, my passion is college basketball mm-hmm. and you know, working with these kids and having. Know, some kind of impact you know just on them and I, being around it i've absolutely loved it and it's something that i want to do right now good and this is kind of an interesting uh question so for coaches that did not play college basketball do you think that influences the way players view them since they don't have the playing experience and they don't because a player can connect to a coach that's been through the same situations as them, right? Of being a player mm-hmm. on a really on a really good team, uh, how does that influence a player's trust in a coach and how a player views a coach that hasn't had <clears throat> the same amount of playing experiences as another coach? You know, I don't think it has uh, a whole lot. Uh, I don't think it has a whole lot of um, impact on what a player thinks. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're they're more interested on do you, do you know your stuff right yeah. like I I didn't play college basketball but I've built relationships with the players and like through experiences have shown them like, I know what I'm talking about yeah you're learning all the same stuff right and so I I think it's to a point where you know I think they respect me for you know what I've done and for who I am and so whenever I tell them something like hey you know you know watch your pivot foot here you have this angle make sure you take this angle rather than uh curving it out mm-hmm. you're watching you're watching things from a different point of view than they are right and that's something i think they take into consideration right i think it all goes to a relationship though like if you don't have that relationship with the player you know it's just harder to you know take that advice and really trust what you're saying if they don't have that relationship and that trust in you cool um would you say you've built some pretty good relationships with the players here at oregon state i think so you yeah. have Love our guys. Our guys are awesome. Who are some of your, uh, the guys that you really felt you've connected to your two years here? Alan, you don't. Parents don't pick their favorites. <laughs> I'm not saying pick favorites. I'm just saying like you know, 
I mean, if you can't think of any, if you hate all of them, uh, you know, I'm I, joking. I just worked, I worked with a lot of them. Uh, I think probably the player that I've worked with the most in my time. Yeah, here, who, who's the one uh, you've worked with the was most? Ethan Thompson last year, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. We went on that run. Uh, worked with Ethan. It felt like, you know, two to three times a week, mm-hmm. uh, late in the day. Uh, always in the gym working. He was a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Jared Lucas was another one, always in the gym. Uh, I think really just kind of through those little moments, really kind of feel like I have really good relationships with both of those guys. Cool, man. Yeah, those are two top-notch players. Ethan's playing for the Winter City Bulls now, right? And he is. Unfortunately, Jared just transferred to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, man. Um, so what are your plans after, or after Oregon State? I know you want to find some kind of assistant coaching job or recruiting job with the basketball team, but – Take me through the process of finding a job after you be, after your career as a graduate assistant. How does, how's that going so far? It's still going. Um, no, it's 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 interesting, right? Because it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier with relationships, right? And building those relationships, you mm-hmm. need to. Uh, so what I, what I've kind of discovered in all of this is like the next position, whether it's a you know an assistant coach or a uh, director of ops somewhere or recruiting coordinator or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't, they're not just going to hire like somebody off the street. Like just because they posted a job application uh, doesn't necessarily mean that like it's not already filled. A lot of these, yeah. a lot of jobs I've come to find out, right? Are, they already have people in mind. They know who they want to hire mm-hmm. through the relationships that they have. And so, you know, that's kind of one thing I've learned is like, you know, I need to really up my game with my connections and meet more people and try and not just, uh, oh, hey, nice to meet you, but really yeah. like a relationship that I'll continue talking to them. Uh, later on and follow up with and, yeah you know real i guess not just a fake one that's gotta be genuine yeah. relationships there with people who do this they they can spot a fake relationship yeah i've learned a lot of the lot of that from you so um you know i want to say thank you for that as well because i have learned a lot about uh keeping up those relationships and adding people to your network um very important so thank you coach coach yates of course um what's your favorite cereal favorite cereal Mm-hmm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. Now tell me the coolest arenas you've ever been to. Coolest arenas. I've uh, been to a lot of Houston Rockets games. Those are those are f- cool. Toyota Center? Toyota Center is awesome. Uh, in terms of just probably the most breathtaking stadium, I'd have to say Tennessee's was really cool. The Vols? The Vols. That one was crazy. That, that's an NBA arena. It. I've never seen it. It's Actually. massive. It's absolutely massive. Is it just for Tennessee or do like other, is there like a hockey team that plays there or any? I think it's just for the university. That's crazy. It's huge. Um, what else? Like the most fascinating one. You know, I really like, I really like the layout of Gill. You know, I think it's kind of, it's got a cool atmosphere to it. And especially, you know, when Oregon comes to town, it's rocking. That's a really cool one. Explain the atmosphere when you're in Gill. Is it because it's an old school arena? I, yeah, it, it's an old school arena. It just has a, a unique feel to it mm-hmm. you know, playing you know, when i was with a&m you know, sec there's a lot of brand new stadiums mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot renovated of new, yeah a lot yeah. of renovated places that are really cool right but there's just something about playing in, in an older stadium yeah with the history that gill has it's it's awesome i was just talking about this with my roommate so um the other day i was talking with dexter Condo and he told me that he's played in the hinkle field house where but butler plays and i remember that's where uh, the tournament was in 2020 during COVID, the year that the Beavers made the Elite Eight. What about Hinkle Fieldhouse? Does that rank up there in your? No, it's awesome too. Yeah, I love yeah. Hinkle. That was a. Uh... Only the thing I remember about Hinkle was uh, Ethan's shot that he hit 
on Cade Cunningham where he drove from drove from uh, he was, was getting trapped that half court drove and hit a little turnaround was it the mid-range the yeah yeah I remember that one that one but no Hinkle was really cool Hinkle was awesome cool man what about um some Pac-12 arenas that other than Gil I don't know if you can I don't know if you can put this in or not but I actually tried to steal the ball after the game oh I'll, we'll put it in don't yeah, worry yeah <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted we wanted we wanted the game ball uh, and, but and you I, really, was, you, I was found by security in the back hall. No, they actually caught you. Yeah, they knocked on the door. They said we need the ball back. Oh shit! I tried. I tried well, really hard. You were gonna take that for yourself? No, it was for the team. Oh okay. I thought you... I, I threw it in the team bag. <laughs> we were gonna keep it. We were celebrating. We we're riding high, and the, there's a knock on the door. They said we need the ball back. I thought you were gonna just keep it for yourself and forget about the players and the oh, coaches. No, no, no. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, so other other Pac-12 arenas that you really like. Other than Gill. Other than Gill. Um, what do you think about Oregon's? Oregon's is, is neat. It feels like they're right on top of you. I feel like they're going more vertical than they are out. Dude, that's what I noticed too. The The stands are yeah. very vertical, very yeah. steep. And I was looking up. It's also really dark in there. Mm-hmm. I can't, I could, be, I mean, I could see the stands, but right. you really had to like, the only part that's bright is the court. Everything else is like really dark. But mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, really vertical, kind of on top of each other. But and also another one of those like renovated arenas. Yeah, you know they're just they're different. You know they're all different, right? You know, mm-hmm. like Stanford's is kind of smaller, but it, they're right on top. Maples, of you. yeah, yeah, that one's really nice. Cal's is Cal's is cool. Haas, it's a little dark uh, sometimes, especially when we're watching film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard. It's kind of hard kinda, to see. It's hard to tell the numbers apart. <laughs> uh, nah, but you know, and then what Arizona's about? is cool, but there's is, there's is also really renovated. Yeah, they, I think they got one of the better atmospheres though in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. At least on the videos that I've seen, they got yeah. one of the. And then you got to put Polly in there, UCLA. UCLA, yeah. Nothing. I've never really heard anything negative about about Polly Pavilion. <clears throat> Last year when we went there, uh, it was right around that time that Bernie Sanders meme was going around. If him just kind oh, of if him just sitting him. there, uh huh. Yeah, and so they had the cardboard cutouts everywhere on the on the court. Uh, it was really cool. And then this one section only had. Bernie sitting in the middle, <laughs> just by himself. It was hilarious. Was it during because co- of COVID? Yeah, it was yeah COVID. so they had to put those. That's hilarious. Um, what's real quick before we wrap things up? What's some uh, advice you would give to young aspiring coaches or players? Just off the bat, what comes to mind? Networking. You know, meeting people like we talked about earlier, writing letters, really just kind of building those relationships because mm-hmm. uh, i mean ultimately it's a it's a relationship driven business and so you know if you don't have connections or you're not going to go very far so i would definitely say you know meeting people and following up on those relationships early on will definitely help you in the long run would you i heard the phrase uh the phrase is it's not about what you know it's about who you know would you say that's true or would you say it's a little bit of both or you say would you say it leans one way more than the other I'd say it's a little bit of both, right? Because uh-huh. you gotta have, you know, you, you, you gotta know your to, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Players are gonna respect you. You gotta know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you gotta have a foot in the door. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of both. And I've, you know, you've experienced that firsthand. What it's like having a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. You've helped me out, uh, get a couple of jobs. Um, so I totally see that firsthand now, especially as um, mm-hmm. and it's it's good because I'm 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 only freshman and. Uh, being able to learn about the business like that and how important that stuff is is really special. Mm-hmm. So, 
Alrighty, man. Well, thank you. Uh, we wish you the best of luck after this year. You've been a great GA. Um, but yeah, go Beavs, man. Go Beavs. Thanks, Seth.